Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Hello, I want to know why I always go second. What? Shut up. And Susie. Sexism. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. You're literally on the left. Unconscious bias. Yeah. Unconscious bias. Susie is literally on the right. So I'll go from left to right. That's the way I've always done it. Same answer as last time. <laughs> um, right. And you just put him off his stride. We're going to take right. ages was, to start. I was, I was right there. We were just going to go straight through a perfect start, and you've, you've interrupted. So I like um, to be disruptive. Happy New Year! Yes. Oh, is it the New Year? Happy arbitrary calendar changing day, everybody. <laughs> right. And a merry solstice, if you had a solstice. Uh, we haven't had any email or feedback. Very disappointed. <laughs> Not angry, just disappointed. And there's nothing on the notice board. Bitch, by the way, if anyone has anything for the notice board, you should email in and let us know. Uh, events and whatnot. Well, Any no interesting skeptics in the pubs no doubt, coming up? No doubt there will be a conference later in the year. Yes, and yes. Is somewhere way down south. Way down south, in the middle of nowhere. That's what I've been told. <laughs> Not quite. But anyway... We'll let you know more details as they come. Now that hand. you know that there's a conference coming up, Nathan, do you think you might make? Yeah, I'll make an effort. Your this way year. to get start saving. Effort this year, start saving up. Yep. Yeah, it's mostly because I'm paying off a mortgage. <sighs> I haven't got any money left at the end of the week. To well, save you'll up. be doing that for the next thirty years. So. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's because you spend too much money on games. Well, that too. You need to prioritise, Nathan. Yeah. Games is pretty important. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, right. So, so yeah. news. First item, the brain, in quotes, training company, Lumosity, has been slapped with a $2 million fine for misleading customers. Susie. I've yeah. heard of this one before, and I was I always wondered whether they were a bit dodgy. Well, all of them are a bit dodgy by the sounds of it. So this is one of a number of companies that claim that playing their mind training in inverted commas games for just a few minutes a day will make you smarter and stable for mental decline as you age um the last year a whole heap of neuroscientists um basically wrote a letter to saying how these companies were all misleading people because there actually is no evidence of, uh, for any of their claims what is clear is that you get better at playing the games, mm -hmm. but whether that actually has any impact. And I think there might be some evidence for specific groups. Like there has been a little bit of stuff, some studies done on children with ADHD, but again, it's not nothing like the kinds of claims that these um, these uh, companies are making. What sort of claims are they making? Well, really, that you will be smarter, that it will improve mm. your IQ, um, and that you, you know, it'll protect you, you from Alzheimer's off, and yes. all of these kinds yep. of things. Those are the sorts of claims they make. Now, I thought I had, I had at least heard about some research that suggested that doing puzzles, for example, Sudoku and whatnot, was a good way to prevent, not prevent, stave off Alzheimer's. Um, certainly, is that not? I, I think there is some evidence that being active both physically and mentally are good mm. for these kinds of things. But right, but the point is that these things yeah. aren't any better than doing anything no. else. Yeah, fair enough. So the Which Federal Trade Commissioners mm. investigated them and slapped this company with actually a $50 million judgment for false advertising. And what's happened is it's agreed to accept a $2 million settlement 
providing that the company offers subscribers um, who've signed up to them in the last seven years a way to cancel their subscription. So what the, this company, I'm not sure about the other ones, but this company basically has essentially two models for how you access their games. One is that you get a lifetime membership, it's about $300 or something, and the Ouch. other one is that you pay a monthly fee to access their services. About 15 US dollars, I think it was. How? They recently boasted that they had 70 million subscribers. Wow. Wow. So they can afford a $50 million fine, yeah. never mind a $2 million fine. Um, and wow, not, not only cancelling their subscription, I mean, what about refunding for basically Yeah, for the years so that they've been... I think they've got off pretty damn lightly. Yeah. And it'll be interesting so. to see what happens with other companies who make similar claims. Slap on the wrist with a butt well, they, stick. They, they must have tons of money because they, they advertise on TV mm. all the time, don't they? I don't know, do they? Well, you'd have to watch TV in order to see it, Nathan. Yes. But yes, they, I have seen their ads on TV. Okay. On, in, on our TV. In New Zealand, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yes. Well, obviously they're aimed at older adults who <laughs> tend to watch more TV than right, yes. people in your demographic, Nathan. Indeed. Younger <laughs> person that you are. Yeah, me, younger person. Middle-aged. <coughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next thing that happens, Charlie Sheen is, oh my God. <laughs> Charlie Sheen is joining forces with Dr. Oz to chase HIV cure. <laughs> so if you are aware of this, I'm not sure, Nathan, whether you're aware of this. Last Charlie November, Sheen Charlie Sheen um, AIDS, uh, yeah, I heard about that. He doesn't have AIDS. He's yeah, HIV positive. positive. Okay. And uh, he will be appearing uh, on Monday in the US, I believe. So just uh, um, after, well, It'll be one. <laughs> it'll have already happened once this gets out. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be appearing in a Doctor Oz special, and the only thing I've seen of it there's been a couple of clips. One of which is Doctor Oz saying that they're going to be um, uh, traveling a different path to find a cure. Was one of the things he said, and then the other one was a, a, a shot of him and Charlie Sheen jogging together, and Charlie Sheen telling him about a premonition he had in his twenties which was that, you know, he saw himself in the future with a big sign around his neck saying AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what made him think that. Wow, he's uh, totally psychic. And the and then the other thing so and then the other thing that this the trailer says is that there's gonna be a surprise announcement. So I'm hoping Well the Doctor Oz has invented a cure for AIDS. Well I mean so here's the thing about HIV, right? Um it's not a death sentence anymore, it's a chronic mm. infection. Yeah. Um, and it's about access to treatment that, you know, if you've, you've got the same life expectancy, essentially. And if you Charlie have Sheen can treatment. certainly afford the $700 for the, um, for right. the pills. He can, he can afford it. <clears throat> what, what's really needed for HIV to, to cure HIV essentially is a vaccine to stop people from getting infected. Uh, and a treatment that will eradicate the virus, you know, right. like you take a course of you know, antivirals and it's a short thing rather than a lifetime yeah, yeah. thing. And so if anything, they, you know, what they should be announcing is that he's going to fund some HIV research. But when I was thinking about the story, uh, it got me um, wondering how much money he has and how much money is spent on HIV research already. So what impact he could have. 
Right. I mean, he can. The thing about Charlie Sheen, right? He's 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 a very popular. Well, I'm not. I mean, he's an you know he's an actor. He's famous. He's famous. Yes. And so uh, he can do a lot to change the stigma around HIV. Right. Unfortunately, his behaviour is not helping. Um, like he has been having unprotected sex with people. Yeah. Which is really so, and and he's been going. Although you know, they've. He he could be helpful, serving as a uh, cautionary tale. No, but no. Look well, they're going and saying, you know, I'm an I've idiot. Got, well, he is, certainly isn't doing that. Um, isn't he? Oh. But you know, the, the, so he could do a lot around advocacy. Anyway. Yeah. So I got to looking into the money side of it. So I found some recent figures that said his net worth was 125 to 150 million. But here's the thing. The US alone, from what I could find, spends over two and a half billion dollars on HIV research every year. So anything he does is a drop in the ocean compared Mm. to what is actually already being done. Right. And... I think his his role should be advocacy rather than chasing a cure with a, a cure. quack like right. Doctor Oz. Sure. So, we'll see. and he's going to probably spend all his money on drugs anyway. Once Martin Sh- um, Shkreli, whatever his name was, that um, oh, bumped, we, bumped up the price of those. Um, that was the one for a, yeah, but it wasn't for an HIV. It's not for an HIV trial. It's for a, it's for something that. As often that people Associated with HIV, with HIV can HIV, get, yes. oh, so it's a different thing. And again, he yes. can afford those. Yeah. Oh, and actually, he has just been done for. Yeah, yeah, he was arrested. Securities yeah. force, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Good job. Okay, next item: Christianity Today gives the wrong answer to question of why are less wealthy countries more religious? Countries that are less wealthy are more religious. Why is that, Craig? Well. Who knows why that is the case, but people could speculate on it. So sure. the, there was a, um, a Pew um, survey that um, asked people how, how important religion was in their lives, and they um, split that out by the country they belong, uh, that they lived in. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that um, the top of the list is Ethiopia, um, where... Um, huge percentage of people like nearly 100 percent of people are religious and at the bottom of the list are well the bottom of the list is china which is not really surprising because of the communist rule and uh, yeah. uh, that that essentially barred religion but down the bottom are the more affluent countries like the uk and um, australia and france and japan and then and so um, essentially, the poorer the country is, the more religious people are in it. Hmm. And so, but what Christian today reckons is that um, people in poorer countries are sort of more virtuous. And <laughs> um, so, hang on, let me find the actual thing that they said, um, which is kind of wrong. Yes. While richer countries have more access to material goods which make people feel more satisfied, it appears that people find more meaning in religious faith. In an an Atlantic article looking at some psychological research on this phenomena, the author said the researchers found that the factor of religiosity mediated the relationship between a country's wealth and the perceived meaning in its citizens' lives. It was the presence of religion that largely accounted for the gap between money and meaning. In other words, there may be something psychologically significant about a belief in a transcendent 
in the transcendent, which offers more meaning to people than wealth, in spite of the good things that wealth can provide. Which um, so, kind of sounds the wrong, wrong way around. It, so an alternative interpretation people, people is that... People find comfort. When you have access if to if security and, and comfort and, and information, yeah. you're less likely to rely on the crutch of religion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But isn't there also um, an argument to be made around um, access to services and things? So... Uh, I grew up in South Africa, and our family were attended church and stuff. And that was partly, I mean, I guess partly a belief in God by my family. But looking back at it, you know, there's no social security. Mm. You know, if something happened to somebody, mm. the church and the community, so, right. so com- religion being meaning community in yeah. this instance, I think, they were the ones who stepped up and helped people through hard times. Yeah. And so is is it actually just about, uh, is it around? Is it around that a, kind it's of? It's a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- yeah. But, but provision of things when there the support, isn't anybody else to, like to provide it. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? And that's something possibly you need to know. You need to do a better survey. Mm. Is you know, do you go to church? And also, how much do you believe that there is actually an omnipotent deity looking after your lives and things mm. like that? Yeah. Yeah. But even so, the, this, the belief still may be correlated simply because they do go to church every week. Yeah, and they're being reinforced and stuff. So, so, so anyway, there there is this study that also shows that income inequality um, has a huge impact on how um, people think they're doing, and that fluctuates over time. So, um, in the U.S., the religious religiosity religiosity fluctuates with it, but it's a year behind. That is when income inequality goes up. Religious religiosity goes up a year later. So, and huh? so basically, when people feel worse off, they become more religious, and when they feel better off, they become less religious. After the, it actually after fluctuates, it, so it goes down. Yes, it goes down. Okay, yeah. I so you said it goes when up. people yeah, are feeling worse off, they they turn to religion. Right. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as they become better off, they their reliance on religion. Um, reduces. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. But, which is kind of my point about, but also about potential fallback on something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the outlier, of course, in the um, the next chart down, the US. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it an outlier? Well, or? is it an outlier though? Because uh, the, the point that's being made is, is that societies. actually oh, the US one. isn't that successful. Oh, I see. Because so this there's a. There's a different scale, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the US is down there, um, kind of on dysfunctional. dysfunctional. Literally yes. under dysfunctional. Yeah. Wow, I didn't notice that. <laughs> because of Nuts. of um, and a huge belief in God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, the US ranks low on some of the indicators of success: free medical care, child mortality, homicide rates, abortions, proportion of people incarcerated, and so on. So basically, on those on those basis, as the US is pretty much a failure as a society. Wow. The um the first chart doesn't have the US in it. Yeah, it does. Where? Um, surrounded. Oh, you know, right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Relatively. Um, okay. It doesn't have New Zealand though. No, it doesn't. But it has Australia. So that's close enough. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Same flag, isn't it? So. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so one of the points that was being made in here that I actually 
cannot find right now, though, is that um, that that people in countries that are less successful actually want to escape those countries, mm. and which is um, the example Except shown America. by the refugee crisis at the moment. Yeah, that people are trying to get out of these countries where um, where they're not having a good time and want to get to um, places where they are going to be better off. Well, not surprising to me at all. So, and that connects with the next story. Okay. Of course, about the um about how Turkish police have um discovered that um there are factories making fake life jackets. Yeah, so, so I was quite surprised when I read what the I don't understand. What? So life do, you, do you know what's going on with no. the Syrian refugee crisis? Oh, do you understand really? that, Nathan? Not really. really People are trying to leave, and they're yeah, not okay. finding anywhere to go because well, countries no. aren't letting them in or well, something. Well, that's, that's true. But lots of them are ending up in Turkey trying to get to Greece via a small stretch of water, which will get them into Europe. I see. So having yeah, a life jacket... People are selling fake life, life well, jackets. So, so having a life paying, jacket is a good idea. Right. But they're paying... So people are paying thousands of dollars to people smugglers to put them on little inflatable rafts so that they can basically yep. get across. And Usual it seems thing. like what's happening is that they are <clears throat> overloaded onto rafts, but mm -hmm. it seems like the latest scam, part of the scam, is they have to pay, they have to also buy a life jacket. And so they're being put into these life jackets. And these life jackets won't make you float. In actual fact, the ones that have been found will make you sink because they're made of a material that makes them heavier when they absorb water. Well, that's just mean. Well, so, he, so here's the question. Is, is it just that this was the material that was to hand? Right, something and, cheap that they got And it bulk. just happens to be something that's going to make people sink rather than do nothing in particular. Yeah, mm. or was it deliberate? Or is it a deliberate act? Which would be mean. Well, they do well. that. Well, well, so here's a question, right? Because... The the way the, the the people smugglers are clearly not interested in people getting to Greece. Sure. They're just clearly interested in money. money. So, yeah. and the more people they put on a raft, the better. The more the number of people they're putting on a raft and the weather conditions make it likely that people will not, you know, that that the raft the raft mm. will capsize. Yeah. And so, is it in the smugglers' best interest that those people drown rather than be picked up by lifeguards? Right, later on by someone else. Does that make okay. sense? Kind of. I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah, well, we won't know, will we? But I just... Either way... Well, but if everybody drowned, yeah. then surely the smugglers would get a bad name. But they don't know. This is the point. Because <laughs> well, of the people... People are desperate. But the, the, the information they won't doesn't know get why, Yeah, they won't know why they've drowned. They won't know that it was a deliberate... No, sure, sure. But what I, what I mean is... It's not is, like they can go on the internet and say, which, which of these it? people smuggling companies gets the most people <laughs> through to the other end successful? I don't know. How wide it's, is the strait? Can they actually see to the other side? I don't know. But it would still require the people that do make it being able to communicate back that they've made it. Right. And the, presumably that and doesn't happen. you think that's happen. not possible at all? Not, not oh, possible no, no, at all. I mean, it's quite I'm sure that there is some sort of communication... <clears> that yeah. There is the internet. But then you've still got to collect the statistics and they've got to have access to that. So. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, if it was in so the best interest, then presumably they'd be selling them real life jackets instead of fake life jackets. 
or handing them out. Well, the smugglers probably they don't care. Be. That's what I'm saying. If it was good for business, they'd be doing it. Hmm. If it mattered how many people got through, you'd give everyone a life jacket and you'd put slightly fewer on each boat and get better boats. Hmm. So I think the last statistic I saw, there were over 3,000 people last year drowned trying to make passage. Hmm. Interesting. So, well, one of the interesting things in that article well, was about, about how the shops are making money out of selling life jackets. Mm. It's like a shoe shop that yeah. only sells, sells two or three jackets. pairs of shoes a day, but they make all their money out of selling between 100 and 300 life jackets. Wow. And I guess the point, so, so people are buying life jackets, I guess, and these are cheap ones. Yeah. Mm. These will be you know, a fraction of the cost of... Um, of real ones actually. yeah yeah and they're yeah so are they the ones buying the fake life jackets from the shoe shops or is it the smugglers that are selling the fake life jackets no no maybe no, the no, reason people the... are going and buying life jackets Fine. right so it's not the smugglers making them buy it well the, so i read another article that said that actually um there, there were certain smugglers that once you got to the boat they said right now you need to right, hand over another right. 50 euros for a life jacket and you can't right. get on the boat without a life jacket so so if they didn't have one they had to buy one and yeah. there was it's a good policy, to be fair. Health and safety. <laughs> Only if it's going to make you float, not sink. Right. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, God, it's, so, it's just such a horrible... I mean, the whole, the whole thing is horrible, and yeah. it's kind of despicable that nothing... It feels like nothing is really being done on a, on a global level. See, that's what I was going to say, is if, if the people smugglers are so terrible, and they obviously are, why are we not seeing other groups coming in? I think they're Like Red Cross and things like that. Oh, well. You know, and then they smuggle people out. Or do they have to tow the line <laughs> to the government? I'm guessing they can't because it's an illegal act. Yeah, okay. They just can be there to support. Right. Mm, they have to work with and them. The, the, but the thing is, it's happening. So, precisely, the, like the UN or somebody needs to, needs, the, you know, the, the world needs to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And say, okay, this is happening. These millions of people are moving, so we need to facilitate that, which is why all of this, we need to raise our quota, all of this kind of stuff. It needs to be done. Yeah. But it's just a whole load of, you know, foot dragging and, I don't know, holidays in Hawaii instead. I just, for the leaders, it feels mm. like right. it's not really being taken. And, and I guess the point is that, you know, the, things like this sort of human migration is going to get it's going to get worse. People are going to move more and more like this as climate change really bites, as civil unrest really bites in lots yeah. of countries. So they kind of need a really an infrastructure. An infrastructure to mm. sort it because people are going to move. And so what do you do? Do you let smugglers benefit and people die? Yeah. Or do you let people in because, you know, I guess one of the what we have to counter is this bullshit idea that refugees are terrorists that are coming to kill your children and take your jobs. In actual fact, they're people like us who are escaping terrible conditions, who just want somewhere safe to live with their families, and they want jobs and they want to do stuff, and they will contribute fantastically to, to society. Hmm. Yet, anyone here is arguing that. I mean, no. surely it's just the Americans that think that. Sure. Well, no, but, no, but well, it's, but no, it's, no, but no, 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 but no, it's basically, it is, it is the it's whole nationalist people privilege. in every yeah. Yeah, and it's the whole concept of having borders that is yeah. an artificial construct anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
10,000 years ago, there was no borders. Anybody could just move wherever they yeah, liked. Yeah, they also didn't have the internet or computers, so it's right. not got too carried away about how great <laughs> no, the past sure, was. But, but, I mean, what... What right? What is there? What is the human yeah. right that says, "Here's the border. You may not cross this border and and go and live somewhere else that you want to live." If I was I mean, more awake, I could probably make some sort of argument along the lines of, "You need something, or you need some sort of a, a government in quotes to run an area." And so it makes sense to have smaller areas governed by a smaller group of people maybe I would I argue know. there's lots of examples of how this is done badly so yes well, it's done badly so this, this, this reminds me the concept me. of borders is not intrinsically a bad idea no the concept well, of borders is about is about protecting, about protecting your resources yeah. resources exactly yeah. okay yeah specifically so, talking about borders versus mm. yeah, just breaking up but this reminds me of Live Aid because I only I read was... the article yesterday about Live Aid and what you what, saw that how as well. That bad was it now. was and like how. Oh, I haven't heard this. What, how it oh basically caused. Uh, it could, made everything deaths, worse. Made everything else. So Live made Aid, everything worse in Ethiopia. Live Aid happened in 1986-ish, right? Yeah. It was a big, huge concert run mostly by Bob Geldof. Yeah. Who was a famous singer at the time. Did he win a Peace Prize for this or something? Probably, Probably. Sir Bob Geldof. Um, and, Sir yeah, Bob Geldof. Well, and it was huge. It was celebrities. There was bands, and they had a huge concert called Live Aid, and they raised yeah. what hundred million dollars? Hundred million pounds. Pounds. Yeah. Wow, even better. And then, and then they tried they to give the money gave to the, the money government to the government in Ethiopia, who are dicks, were killing people, and they yeah. used it to kill people and fund wars, and it yeah. all got worse. Yes. So I mean, what the fuck? Well, it, it's the it's the problem when do-gooders come in from outside and try and do stuff that they, they perceive is going to help when, in fact, yeah. they don't actually understand the situation. This came out, and apparently it was quite well publicized uh, when this, yeah, when this exactly. magazine published this yeah. article, and other news agencies chased it up, and they published the same information. Yeah. But any time anyone asked Bob Geldof for an, article, for an interview, he told them to fuck off. Yeah, because okay, all he was so interested in was the Ethiopia had a dictator. Do they still have this person? I don't know. I don't know who's um, there now. And but he was using the money to buy weapons. Buy, from buy weapons from Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they 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 dumped a whole bunch of food there on the docks, and then yeah, found there was rotted. no infrastructure yeah. to distribute it, and so it all rotted. And then he was also not just buying guns; he was also trading the food that they were giving him to Russia for weapons. Yes. So this is the, like, the law Jesus of unintended Christ. consequences. <laughs> All the hundred million pounds raised by Live Aid actually made yeah. things worse. We'll put a link to this article in the show notes because it's it's yeah. bizarre, and this is the first. But I'm sure there are things like this going on today. That yeah. There are monies going to the oh, wrong it's probably places. Exactly the and, same. Yeah. In Ethiopia, even if that's the same sort of government, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, All right. So let's go. move on to the next thing really quickly. Uh, human impact has pushed Earth into the Anthropocene. Anthropocene, yes. Anthropocene. Yeah, yeah. So basically this... So oh, as in terms of how much carbon dioxide there is now Well, well in terms then. of just all the changes that humans have made to the planet, yeah. that we're now really officially in a new... Um, Geo geological. Oh, this era. is a new era. Sorry. Yep. Okay. So, yes. so previously, well, so supposedly we're still in the Holocene. I see. Right, which has existed for about eleven thousand years. Right. But now, starting from about nineteen fifty, they said, "Well, this is this really is the start of a new geological era, which they're calling the Anthropocene." 
um, basically about how humans have modified, have had yep. environmental impact. Um, and so back in the 1950s, there were all these nuclear tests. Um, and so there was the fallout from um, weapons tests in the atmosphere that's now would leave a, um, a telltale sign on the earth in sure. terms of so, you'd be able so to see if, if, if somebody back. came along in 100,000 years and dug say, down to say ah well, here we go here's, here's the yep. here's a pattern of um, it's oh. telling that they're naming a geological era after humans yeah well, is that, that not well just that, that's because say the whole that's thing? the effect we've had and so yeah. there's all these things like there's the increase in carbon dioxide in the atmosphere there's um, mass extinction of species mm. um all the stuff that's adding up to a major change in the planet. So, yeah, we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, so. well, if we're all fucked, there's no point doing anything. We might as well just spend all the money on something else and enjoy ourselves until right. the earth kills there's us. Some amazing, there's some amazing pictures in, this, in the Guardian article. You should see the picture of the, um, of the apartment buildings. Just on. amazing in China. Hang on a minute. Oh, in Hong Kong, sorry. Yes, Tower blocks in Hong Kong. Article? Isn't that amazing? Just like, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a good photo. Moving on to health advice on online forums, not as bad as we thought. Susie. Mm, indeed. So there has just been a paper published um, uh, which uh, some researchers in the UK. Um, basically wanted to look at the quality of the health information that was available on online discussion discussion sites. So they selected 25 threads from three websites, Reddit, Mumsnet and Patient, that covered three health conditions, um, HIV, diabetes and chickenpox. And then they asked a group of medically qualified people and a group of non-medically qualified people to look at the threads and then to rate them on accuracy, completeness, how sensible the replies were, how they thought the questioner would act, um, and then how useful they thought the replies would be to the questioner. And then they basically ranked them into different categories. Uh, and essentially what they found was that the information was more likely than not to be of high or reasonably high quality by about a factor of four to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was er- extremely poor information was basically rare. It's kind of interesting. I think there's a few things that probably need to be done with this. So one of the things they did find is that the threads that had chicken pox in them were more likely to have the to have to be ranked lower than the other mm-hmm. ones. Um, and so I wonder if they if it was to do with the subjects that they put in. So perhaps if they put in cancer or if they put in vaccination, they might find something different. And that would be really interesting, right? If there, are there some things that actually the information is quite reliable. Yeah. Um, versus other topics, mm. and, the, and the fact with the finding with the chickenpox suggests there's something that should be looked into, or whether it's just that actually on these discussion sites the bad advice gets gets drowned out pretty quickly, um, and that's why the threads were useful, and and the bad advice on the internet is in other places. So I think there's a few things. That can yeah, but I guess that assumes that people are actually going to read through the whole thread to find mm. what the actual overall consensus is that yeah. oh, this post that somebody put in three um, posts up was actually bad advice and you shouldn't follow it and so on. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so it was kind of interesting and uh, and 
mother's doom and gloom is. What were the sites they, they did? Mumsnet, Reddit, and Patient. Okay. Hmm. Mumsnet's the one where all the... Anti-vaxxers? Uh, <sighs> it seems, sounds like one of those sorts well, of websites. Well, no, it's, it is one for... I think that's stuff. a terrible stereotype that you've got there, that, that mums are typically anti-vaxxers. It just sounded like one of those sort of parenting type websites where the anti-vaxxers hang out a lot Um, because parents and kids and vaccines right there's a whole thread on not vaccinating yeah and mum's that doesn't surprise me oh but there are also replies by GP oh yeah (laughs) Uh, I think that's I think it's something that requires further (laughs) further study (laughs) as scientists always say (laughs) so this actually reminded me of something that I heard on a podcast recently, which is almost vaguely related. Um, Coco. It's K-O-K-O. And the website is itscoco.com. And it's crowdsourcing... Um, what do they call it? Social network that calms your mind. Stress together. What they do is they use a concept called reframing, which is... As far as I can tell, a a valid science. Hang on, what's the word for it? It's Coco, K-O-K-O. Okay, okay. There's a link in there. A social network that actually helps you feel better. Yeah. So the idea is they, they use crowdsourcing to help people reframe a problem that they're having. And the one example the guy was talking about in the podcast that I, I was listening to uh, was a student who felt like the teacher was ignoring her. And she said, the teacher's ignoring me. I feel I feel demotivated. What do I do? And the people will say, well, uh, it could be that the teacher is actually focusing on the bad students or the noisy students, and she doesn't think you need help. Mm-hmm. Or the teacher only has so much time to allocate in the day. And, you know, other ways of thinking about the problem that, makes it not necessarily as bad as they thought it was Mm, and um there's a little app you can download although it's only on um it's only on crapple at the moment so if you (laughs) want to use android you have to sign up Uh, and you can either post Post. questions or you can ask answer questions that other people have had okay um so there's the example in the picture there is i'm about to give a talk and i'm really nervous my heart is racing everyone will see how nervous i am i'll make a fool of myself and then other people will come back and say, "Yeah, you will." You know, yeah. Reframing, Craig. Not, oh, okay. Not, not restating. <laughs> right. Um, but it does sound interesting. So, you know, ev- everyone's nervous when they go into a meeting, or you know, yeah, it's, sure. It's thing, you know, so no it, one, no one's actually cares what you do because right. they're all just going to be drinking their coffee and waiting for the meeting to be over. Yeah. You know, ways of rethinking about, it. and it actually works apparently. So they're calling it crowdsourced cognitive therapy. Yeah. Interesting. So I haven't done any, I haven't tested, I haven't had a look at it yet because obviously I'm waiting for the Android to come out. But mm. um, yeah, it looks like a um, it looks like a good idea if it works. Well, it, it, I guess it's, it's a standard response to feeling stressed that if you talk to somebody about it, you'll probably um, calm down a bit and, yeah, yeah. and feel less stressed but about it. But more specifically, it. it's about taking the thing and reframing it in a way that makes you feel better about it. Right. Okay. Mm. That's really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so moving on back to the agenda. A petition. I'm really worried about podcast. <laughs> Are you? 
I can't um, help you there. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> it's it's just stressful and awful, and it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, petition to name the new element one one seven octarine. Why octarine? Person whose name is not next to the things. I don't know who's in charge of this one. You don't know, Nathan. You don't know about octarine. I oh, don't. No, no, I know about it. I'm just. There's no name for me to say. Susie, tell us about octarine. Sorry. No, that's fine. Oh, so it's um, from the color of magic. It's the color of magic. It is the color from of Terry magic. Pratchett's from Terry books, Pratchett. Discworld books. So there's been four new elements um, uh, discovered. No, no, no fifth element then. <laughs> oh God. Um, and they're going to be officially named uh, in the months to come. And so a chemist has started a petition to um, to the scientists who get to name element 117 to ask for them to name it Octarine after Terry Pratchett, who mm-hmm. died last year. Hmm. Seems, yeah. seems like it was so last year. Just last year, yeah. Earlier, though, maybe. Oh, yeah, uh, it was, was quite some time ago, I think. Yeah. He died last year. Yep. Yes. Um, I think it's a great idea. It's an awesome idea. It's so cool. So hopefully um, the element is somewhat purplish. <laughs> the uh, so and it's kind of cool. So the article in the Guardian um, gives some interest, some some details about the survey. Uh, sorry, the um, oh, I forgot what they're calling it. Petition. Petition. Thank ah, you. Right. Um, and it says that uh, the rules are that elements must be named after a mythical concept or character, a mineral or similar substance, a place or geographical region, a property of the element, or a scientist. And uh, their argument Qualified. is that so this is absolutely qualifies. Yeah, it's a mythical, <laughs> mythical substance. So are these new rules? Um, because presumably all the old elements aren't don't have those constraints. Yeah, but they weren't named by a committee necessarily either. No, right. They were just right. called what they were called at the time. Were. Yeah, sure, so, yeah. sure. So chlorine New and hydrogen rules. and sodium are, are not after mythical characters or whatever the other well, characteristics right, right. were. I don't think so, no. Yeah. Anyway, well, I, I think that's wonderful. So we'll put in a link. If you haven't signed the petition already, <coughs> oh, yeah, I signed I it this morning. It. it was about 34,000 people or something. So. Hmm. Um, but is there any evidence that petitions actually help? Ooh. I don't know. Have we ever tried to name an element before? Well, all elements have been named. Yeah, but by petition. Don't know. Don't know. Do it anyway. Yes, so oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm right there now doing it. Click, click, click. As far as anyone knows. Okay, so number 10, it's almost related to the one we did before, is how strongly do Americans support religious rights? And obviously, it depends on the religion, Susie. Yeah, I just saw this pop up, um, an article from December that had a poll of Americans asking them um, uh, whether they should be allowed to practice, you know, religion freely. And basically, depending on who you, um, who it related to, the answer was different. Sure. So, Christians, 82% of Americans said Christians should be allowed to practice their religion freely. Um, 72% if you, uh, for Jews, mm-hmm. 61% for Muslims, and 67% for Mormons, and atheists, 63%. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already know that the other surveys that showed that 
atheists were the worst scum of the earth, according to. Yeah. So let's just, just clarify this for me. This is asking everybody: Do you think that atheists should be allowed to practice, or is this asking well, atheists? Uh, no, with a religious freedom. With a religious freedom. Yeah, and they're asking atheists, and they're asking Jews, and they're asking. Well, they're asking a sample of people yeah. about, um, presumably, whether Muslims should have freedom right, of religion. Right, so they're asking about different religions, yeah. and this, these are the results yeah. as you're reading yeah. off them. Yeah. So they don't, they don't so, think that people so, with no religion should have any rights. Yeah. Yes, right. Yes. yes. So, so religious freedom is important. Own, Only if, if it's the right if religion. If it's the religion, the, if it's my that religion. You happen to. Yeah. Um, sure. That's what I thought it would be. Yes. So I don't want my rights infringed, but I don't care. 88% place high importance on protecting religious freedoms of Christians yeah. compared with 60% um, protecting religious freedoms of Muslims. Of course they do. Um, so that wasn't particularly surprising. No. Anyway, no. Kind of no, but it's data. <laughs> it is. Yes. Rather than prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> Or it's data of prejudice. Well, yeah, it's both. Yes, <laughs> certainly confirming my bias. Mm. Did you so hear? Like did you hear that Donald Trump is going to sue Bill Maher? Really? Yeah. He's going to try and sue Bill Maher. Well, well got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Apparently, Bill, Bill Maher not. made this joke about how um, uh, he wanted Donald Trump's birth certificate to prove that he wasn't. Um, his mother wasn't uh, having sex with an orangutan, <laughs> <laughs> and that and that Bill Maher would pay five million dollars to a charity of Donald Trump's choice um, if he could provide that um, evidence. Right, and um, so Donald Trump has taken this seriously and now wants the five million dollars. But he was actually parodying Donald uh, something that Donald Trump said about. Oh, he's just saying Donald Trump has actually shown his birth certificate. Yes. And said, now I yes. want $5 million. Yes. yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. it is, it is cool, quite amusing. But, um, yeah, Donald Trump actually got his letter, to, his lawyer to send a letter to Bill Maher. Yeah. On, on some days, Donald Trump is amusing. And then on <laughs> other days, it's well, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That's the scary thing about how how he could actually become president. And then what would happen? God. Well, hopefully he wouldn't be able to do anything because of the way the American system works. He would be yeah. scuppered. I feel I kind of almost feel like actually he'd get there and he'd get bored because, like you say, he wouldn't just be able to do whatever he wanted. But he and wouldn't be able to declare, declare bankruptcy. Can you not if you're the president or something? Oh, you mean for the country? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think that would work out. Yeah. Did you see the article that said... Um, Based on the amount of money, and his dad gave him a lot of money. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, basically, I, if he stuck his money his in the bank, yeah, he would, he would have, have been better off. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been better. You had more money. I just yeah. no. If he if he'd invested it in a um, well, a, yeah. A, essentially, if he invested it passively, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently, it's a lot more money. If you read his book, I'm pretty sure he never said he got hundreds of millions of dollars from his dad. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. No, yeah, we made uh, well, the impression I always had that his dad was just a builder. And he basically made all his money on his own. Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> Pop talk. Apparently we're talking about the sound of silence. There's nothing written down. Did we make a decision? <clears throat> we did, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, well I, wasn't it actually going to be about the life jackets? No, no, no. No, no, no then we changed no, it because someone came up with something better. 
Oh, oh we forgot to write it down. It might have been the most brilliant idea ever. It probably was. This is, would have been the best pub talk ever, guys. How disappointed are you? Well, maybe we should have a pub was talk. Was it my about idea? The... My idea was trigger warnings, but no one wanted to do that. Ah. And then something else came up after that. We were talking about articles or things that had happened. Something in the news recently? Was it robots? <laughs> no, I can't remember. Oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> you, we you are, in, put, almost, we are under nothing. no illusions whatsoever as to the quality of my memory. <laughs> no one is expecting me to remember anything. This right. is why I make lists and write things down. But you didn't write this down. No, I didn't. Because I was still waiting for my bloody computer to load. Anyway. Right. Uh, we kind of did do a bit of a pub talk about um, refugees and whatnot. That was interesting. Yes, but now we're at the pub talk segment. We actually have to have something we should talk about. We don't have All to. right. So um, if I were to buy you a beer. Right. What would we talk about? Why did you just buy me a beer? I don't <laughs> drink beer. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. All right. Have you never drunk beer? Not beer, no. You've never? Never had a beer. Never, ever. So you don't know what it tastes like? Well, I had one thrown at me. <laughs> and I know what they smell <laughs> like. Why, why do I not find that surprising? <laughs> you don't want to ask why. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't my fault. Um, Was it by a woman? No. Ah, okay. Well, it's... I do find that surprising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how do you know you don't like it? I don't like it. I just don't drink alcohol. Right. Is this because of your Christian roots? Mostly, probably. Indoctrination as a child, alcohol's bad for you and right. kills brain cells and stuff. Um, the reason I... <laughs> so well, actually, yeah, yeah. don't... Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't start drinking now, Nathan. You guys are the horse loaded on. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm just sorry. I just found some stuff about Donald Trump's dad. So he was a, into real estate development and he had a construction business. He um, helped pioneer the concept of super, supermarkets, apparently. Yeah. And um, he was, by the time he, he died, he'd amassed a fortune of 250 to $300 million. Yeah, right. Which he gave to Donald Trump and his brother, but Donald screwed his brother out of his share somehow. What? Apparently, mm. he... Um, so basically, Donald Trump was a rich kid who's yeah, spent who had all loads his of money, parents' money, and, and then lost a whole bunch of money. Ooh. And also, oh, we shouldn't be surprised by this. In, two, in 1973, the U.S. Justice Department's Civil Rights Division filed a civil rights suit against the Trump Organization, charging that it refused to rent to black people. <laughs> wow. There you go. Not, not, not very surprising. Yeah. Donald Trump reminds me of. Um, of of what's his name in Back to the Future? Um, Biff yes. Tannen. Biff Tannen. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. analogy has been made in many <laughs> a meme. <laughs> I can do, what do you think? What are the odds that he could actually get voted in as president? Do you think it's possible? I don't know enough about the American. Because that's what terrifies me: state. is the idea well, that there might there are a lot of people. Who think that he's great? Yeah, but that's just your impression from mm. sitting on the internet from afar. Yeah, and the thing is, if you look at the polls, and there's what's that um, 
group that they do a poll every year and apparently they've predicted the they predicted the predicted they've predicted the election correctly for like the last 30 years or something or 30 30 sure elections and that's basically just but past performance isn't a predictor of future performance it's not but they they were they were reckoning it was going to be bernie sanders and well i think that would be, be very interesting well. yeah, it would be very good if it was i like him yeah he seems to have his head screwed on yeah um, yes he does well it's, it seems to certainly be better for that side of things than hillary clinton yeah i was surprised about that. As people are saying she's not very um equality or human rightsy or some other things she hasn't been doing very well on. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. It will. It's this year, isn't it? It's no, November in this year. November 2016, is that right? Um, I want to say, yeah. The 2012 would, would have been the last one. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And in 2008. So, yeah. November 8th, 2016. Right. Mm. It's the presidential election. So, yeah, I don't understand the system well enough to figure it out, but basically. So what, do people just go and vote for either Republican or Democrat, or how does it work? So there's different levels. It's really weird the way they do things, because there's a whole level of things where, I don't even understand it vaguely, where each vote, each state votes. They have a thing called an electoral college, don't they? Yeah, and then there's like a whole bunch of people who are like special voters, who get special voting privileges, and like they vote first. So the first thing they have to do is the Republicans will have a vote to determine who's going to be their candidate. Yes, right. And then the bloody blah. There's the primaries. Whatever they call that, okay. And then there's the actual election. Yeah. But it's all really weird. It's broken down by states and, yeah. Yes. And I think that basically the general idea is that if it's a, what do you call it, a red state, then they're going to vote for... Whichever one the red is. Is that the baddies? That's the Republicans. <laughs> the Republicans, right. Yeah, the baddies. Yeah, yeah the baddies. So, um, so you can pretty much guarantee that whoever they, they choose is that they're going to get voted for by that state. Right. So, hmm. anyway. Interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yep. I'll be in my bunker. Election night. Okay. I am you have a bunker. No, but if I did, I'd be at it. Oh, I see. Right. Okay, well. All right, yeah. so that was kind of pub talk light for this month. Because <laughs> we can't remember what we We'll get right to the end, and then we'll all go, oh my God, oh, that's what that? it was. Yeah, and it'll be too late because it'll be 12 o'clock. So, Woo Zealand. Uh, palm reading stories in stuff.co.nz. What was stuff telling us about palm reading? Well, apparently. Oh, yes. yes. So um, there was this stupid story and stuff um, on Christmas Eve last year about making some claims about how if you have an every oh Susie's looking at her palms to see whether she has an M on her I palm. I have an M on my palm. Whoa, 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 okay. what? So what apparently, if you have oh, lines, lines on your palm yep. that are an M on your non-dominant hand, now oh, you say M. But it's a bit of a I stretch. Can make an M out of right. All of these things are a stretch. But I can make a. I mean, I mine's an upside down V. Oh my God, this is amazing. Because when I looked at it last year, I didn't have an M on my non dominant hand, and now I do. 
So tell us what it means. Okay, well, it basically means that you're going to be successful oh, in special. life. Oh, awesome. Yeah, right. But skeptics Great. disagree, says the headline. Because yeah. skeptics are skeptic. dicks. <laughs> guess who was the skeptic who disagreed? Oh, who was it? Oh, well. It was Greg. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes. Did they interview you? Well, no, they, they asked for a response oh, okay. from the New Zealand skeptics. And since I have recently been... Uh, made a uh, media spokesperson. <laughs> oh, have you? Um, then okay. I got to write a response nice. along with the help of Mark Chani- Honeychurch. New Zealand Skeptic Secretary Craig Sarah said people are good at seeing patterns in everyday life even when no actual pattern exists. I tell you, I, but I have an M. Well, so do I. But I did, well, so I'm, I'm still trying to decide what it is that I did not have an M when I looked at my hand last year. Oh, there's, trying... there's a survey. <laughs> there's a survey. If you do have M lines on your palm, which hand what are they on? makes it an M? Is it the fact that those lines well, cross not, over or something? Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yeah. Well, is yeah. that an M or is that a V and a line? Uh, oh, does he not have one? Well, I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. It's see, confusing. But when I was, it's a when V I was... and a line, right? That's not an M. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not special. No. When I was researching this, oh. I learned <laughs> that I have a thing called a simian crease on my hand. It's a so little this bit thing rude, here, but okay. the, there's a line that goes all the way across from the left right. hand side to the all right. The across. All the way across. Look at that. Right. Is, so as opposed to this oh one, God, which is right, that looks two like your head's been cut in half. Now yeah. that apparently is. Um, Wealth, no, something to do with monkeys. <laughs> well, maybe I suppose that's where the name comes from. But people who have Down syndrome have a higher incidence oh. of a simian crease. Do you have Down syndrome, Craig? No, oh. I don't do. I do not. You can oh. tell that I don't have Down yeah, syndrome. Yes, and if he did, that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well done for where I got to in life with Down syndrome. That's uh. really interesting. I've got here yeah, almost. Yeah. Well, no, I think it counts. Mm. No, it doesn't. It's is that when you, but is it uh, when you're squashing your hand well, and you're squashing well, the two lines well, together? Well, actually, no. Yeah, because no, even is... mine goes all the way across. Yeah, even exactly. if, I, but yeah. it's obviously more pronounced yeah, if yeah. I actually fold my hand. Wow. So pronounced simian crease. <laughs> pronounced simian crease. Oh, can I? Should we do the survey? Oh, well. Stuff has a survey. Okay. Okay. I have one on both my hands. <laughs> Forty-three percent of ones on on. on <laughs> the comments, there's an M on my butt. Does that mean anything? <laughs> <laughs> but what's really really <laughs> funny is that Sylvester Stallone's mum yes. does that. She Rumpology. reads people's butts. Yeah, rumpology. Uh. Right. Anyway, so um, stuff contacted us. We wrote a response, and they included it in their um, article, which is good to see. And in fact, um, early in the new year. They ran another article, which was basically pareidolia based, and they quoted oh, yes. me in that. Oh, and that was about people who saw um, pictures of demons in, in their in ultrasound. ultrasound. <laughs> oh, yes. really? Oh, my God. Yes. Of there were all some the very things good to pictures. pick for pareidolia, <laughs> ultrasounds has got to be the worst, right? <laughs> or the best. There were some yeah. awesome ones. Oh, my God. So, so oh, actually. Right. Well, so. I um I did a session for various media organisations, including stuff um, last year, uh, um, and basically encouraged them to be more sceptical of stories oh, yeah. and to contact the appropriate people. Obviously, uh, wasn't these guys that went to your? There were whole no, it was whole. Well, it oh, was basically okay. yeah. all sort all reporters and and all sorts of things. And um, the only one who we got no. I mean, they were interested, but they basically said, we can't do what you're asking us to do, was NZME, who are the Herald. 
basically said, uh, we just want clickbait headlines. Yeah. We don't really yeah. care. Yeah. Everyone else was great. Wow. It, 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 oh, that's well. quite, a, it's quite a huge chunk of stuff from you there. goes over the break as well. Hmm. Wow. Nice. Hmm. So it, I guess it's good that they're actually asking us. Mm, yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. No, fine. One of the earliest skeptical things I can remember back before I was a skeptic at all was a documentary that was on TV. And that was skeptical the moon landing? No, it was about psychics and palm reading and stuff. And when I went to my first skeptics conference, I recognized Vicky, Vicky Hyde, because she was the woman on the documentary. And I remembered seeing the documentary and she did a fake cold, uh, she did a palm reading. And then after the palm reading, they announced the fact that she was actually a skeptic and she'd just been cold reading the whole thing. Yeah. That was very interesting. And that stuck with me. Mm, Very cool. Yes. Okay. So... So there we are. We are onto um, Delia's dubious device. Um, Delia's dubious device. Indeed. Delia, tell us about your dubious device. Well, I'm going to start with one that's doing the rounds, which um, is a new switch for men to turn on and off their sperm uh, delivery. I guess. Mm, not um, production. It's, sex, it's not like production. a vasectomy, but instead of cutting it, they put a switch in. Yes. Right. So a German inventor um, has... Yes? I was going to say, has he, have they actually made this yet, or is it just yes. a concept? No. They have actually made it. German one. inventor, uh, Clemens Bimmick, um has developed over a considerable amount of time um, a switch, which really just looks like a switch, which uh, essentially what you do is um, the idea is to is, is to basically interrupt the vas deferens, which is the I shouldn't have to tell you guys what the vas deferens is, um, and you put one in each side, so one mm. leading from each testicle up to where the sperm go and get bathed in fluid before they end up being. Which generated. is another good point when you want to criticise something like this. So it's not a switch; it's literally two switches. It's literally well, two switches. no, because in electrical terms, it could be a single pole double throw switch. Oh, now you're getting technical. Yeah, but I which actually switches two connections yeah. at the same time. Okay. It could be, but judging by the pictures I've seen, and assuming these pictures are of the actual device, right? Yes, it's it's it like is a you switch. say, it's literally just a big, a huge, freaking switch. Yeah. In well, I suppose. Balls. Yeah. I suppose if you had the two switches, then you could say, "Okay, do you want to go for full strength sperm? <laughs> so I'll switch them both on, or half, and just leave one on, the other one off." Yeah. Okay. It really is a switch which um, gets inserted into the vas deferens so that the the, the sperm has to travel through it, uh, and you switch it by pressing the switch like you would, you know, a a, you know, a light, like a light switch. Light right. switch. You just do that through your scrotum. You okay. switch it to switch it. On again, there's another one. Mm. There's another switch at the back, so you kind of have to do this double. It's maneuver. like a push button you have to push in to yeah, release to it. Release it. Yeah, so it's um, going to safety. So I could have one of those timer switches, so you push it in and it, and it continues producing for some but time. See, this <laughs> leads me to my main number one question: is why the fuck would you want to switch it back on? The well, whole point of having a vasectomy is no, that you don't have to no, have any no, children. Right. But this is the point. The point is that there are men who have a vasectomy and then and turn it. around and say, oh, actually, no, I do want kids. Yes. I, I want you to reverse it. So this is a reversible people? way. Because they might get divorced and then have a new and partner, a new partner who hasn't got children and they change. decide that they okay. want to actually you have say so. children with that new partner. 
So it's a thing that happens, Nathan. Okay, I believe you. You want to reverse it. I believe you. And so this would be a way of hmm. basically having it. Because reversals are very expensive. Yeah, well, and not and might not They're work. Not, might not work, yes. Um, so, okay, so this is getting a lot of press at the moment because, so it's not something that's actually available yet. Hmm. Um, it has been implanted in, apparently, into the person who invented it. But... There doesn't seem to be any data about it. Right. Um, not that I can find. And the company or the, the guy and his company are basically looking for volunteers and investors. So they're looking for investors uh, and volunteers to help in clinical trials. So who are there men who want to try this? Um, so Nathan, now's a chance to sign up. So that can actually get... No, uh, if I'm if I'm doing anything, I'm having it snipped. In fact, I'll take them off completely if it's uh, more reliable. <laughs> take them off completely. The only reason I haven't had a vasectomy yet is I'm not getting that much sex. <laughs> you do know what will happen if you take them off completely. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm joking about that, obviously. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Never be sure, Nathan. Um, so there's a couple. There's a couple of uh, um, people who've stepped forward and said that they're not sure how good these are actually going to be. Um, urologists are worried about the scarring, so implanting. Around so it's basically a 30-minute 30, 30 uh, operation to insert these switches, and they're kind of worried about the impact that scarring will have and, mm. uh, on this thing, and whether they become blocked. Mm. Um, so you might not be able to turn them back. Yeah. Well, it's a much right. more complicated device than, than... Well, it's a device, it's a device. for a start, yeah. whereas a vasectomy is simply snipping the... So there's also other stuff around, um, yeah, you know, like what are they made of and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, so... So um, leading on from that is the fact that it is a device, why is it a physical rocker switch? Why are they not making it a a mag switch or something like that? Something less clicky. Less clicky. Well, one of the things that he did say... Is that it, it, you can't once you've turned it, once you've closed it, you mm. can't open it for three months. Because yeah. essentially, what happens to, is that you can't the sperm, or you shouldn't. No, 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 no. But no. The, the sperm carries on. Yeah, and yeah. Once it's it got through a certain, certain amount of time, there's a certain number through. of ejaculations before you've actually yeah. exhausted the sperm. No, but also the. So my worry would be, depending on how you have sex, how easy would it be to turn on and off? During accidentally, accidentally, or deliberately, right? right. Or deliberately, you could. I mean. She's down there. <laughs> With, depending <laughs> on how you have sex. Or he. Or he, indeed. <laughs> Doesn't matter a lot if it's a he, but yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, you guys are dicks. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm going home. <laughs> Um, this wasn't actually my dubious device, so this is so it's kind of because it is a device, and, and, it's and there's, there's, there's lots of things. What I wanted to talk to you about, though, given that we've talked about penises for a while, is it the is, vagina speaker? It is. Yay. Yes. Um, no, I want. No, actually, no, it's not that one. Oh. <laughs> um, it's womb wellness pearls, which I just saw on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, "What the fuck are they?" So is the it claims are wellness. Yeah, pearls? it is wellness with yes. So these are available from Amazon. Um, and they are um, little uh, beads, I guess, pearls that you insert into your vagina, and they well, will... I don't. Well, obviously not. Oh, okay. We don't have one. You could insert them anywhere else, I guess. Yes. Um, 
And so they, they, oh my God. I mean, I just don't even know where to go with this. Um, so the claims made are that they hold the key to a cleaner, rejuvenated, happier, and activated womb. Activated womb. Yeah, whatever. As opposed means. to an unactivated they'll, they'll womb. They'll apparently support the production of sex hormones. They'll improve your breast shape. They'll uh, oh, deal yeah, with okay. um, bacteria. They'll deal with low libido, infertility, vaginal dryness, all this kind of stuff. Um, so they're based on a traditional Chinese medicine formulation. So they basically are, they're essentially beads with herbs and her, herbal remedies. Okay. In, uh, which are probably estrogenic herbs, plant extracts. Ostensibly or actually? I think, well, there is some evidence, depending on what you look at, there are some, if you feed these things to rats, you can, you can, they, it's like they're getting extra estrogen. Okay. Um, Is that the whole, um, what do they call it? Biosimilar or bioidentical? Bioidentical, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, you know, you don't need to do this shit to your vagina. Your vagina's no. just, if you had a perfectly vagina, fine. then your vagina yeah, is perfectly fine. You don't need to be shoving stuff up it. Well, you can shove anything you like <laughs> up it. But not for but medical not purposes. For, well, unless well, something that's medically, purposes. you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yes, it's not a self-cleansing organ. organ, organ. Yeah. It, certainly the claims about it, you know, being a cleaner, rejuvenated, I mean, it's just, I I would worry about putting stuff up there, frankly, and leaving it there for days. It's part of a cleanse, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know, no, no, don't put these things up your don't vagina. Do it, Please people. don't. If you have one. Don't, don't there are it. other sorts of beads that you can get. There are, are and those are much, probably much more fun. Yes. And they're, they're, they're not going to be releasing estrogens into your vagina. They are just there purely for fun. You can probably leave those there, but probably not for days. Not for days. Leave them for days. Not for days. But you can certainly play with those, but not these ones. And certainly those <sighs> ones will not be making any. I mean, claims. you know, claims like that. That I mean, that one of the claims is abortion. What do they mean? Do they cause abortion? Do they prevent abortion? I mean, really? What, wow. What, what, it probably what? depends on who uh, who's asking and what they're looking for. Apparently, mm. it tightens the vaginal walls. I mean, those are called pelvic floor exercises. You don't need yeah. any beads to do that. You do them all on your own. Have we talked about those? Are those actually effective? Or are they a bit wooly exercises? Do they um, help? My understanding is they're very good for you. Okay. You can do them and nobody knows you're doing them. Mm. You're doing them right now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The only muscles I've got. <laughs> Interestingly, on the on the Amazon page, there are no reviews. No reviews, no, I know. But it's 40 bucks, right, for yeah. for a pack of... But you don't have to buy... Oh, no, no, it's 40. It's 39 pounds. Okay, so... Jeez. So eighty bucks for a mm, pack, yeah. and then and then there's what I can't remember. Where it said like, you know, for a proper detox, you you, you stick all of them in or something, and you yeah. do them like for three days or whatever. It's, oh, so, so so what symptoms are there that you need a detox? Well, that's the point. Anything, right. anything is a symptom that you need a detox. It's the point of a detox, <laughs> right? It's just so great. Hmm. Well, speaking so of detox, it was I think there was an article in Herald about. That you shouldn't detox, isn't it? Was it? Was it oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was on Facebook. There's um, mm. thingies just um, Cybabe, uh, Yvette, Dontremont has just done a piece. Somebody um, about was it Slate or HuffPo? No, it might those even sorts be of Cosmo or something. It might like 
New yeah, York. Like some no. some big thing she did. Anyway, well, it was like about, a newspaper, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah, about um, detoxes that they did. Yeah. Right. She was not kind I, to this, detox. I, she is like that. <laughs> right. She's awesome. We should get her on for an interview. I could arrange that. Good. Are you guys mates? We did a um, show together in Tasmania last year. They called it Cybabe and Glow Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nano Girl wasn't there, was she? Because that would have been awesome. The three of you could have done a thing. She doesn't really do um, skepticism stuff. Oh, okay. Alrighty. We haven't interviewed her yet either. Nano Girl. She continued Nano Girl. Okay. Uh, okay, moving on to the word of the day. Today's word is yodization. See, now this is just too Star Wars. Uh, that right? reminds me of what the pub talk was about. Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> oh, it was. We were talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Told you. End of the podcast. I'm psychic. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming more Yoda-like, is it? Yodization. Yodization. <laughs> I will That's say not this my is, serious I will answer. say this is not an easy one. So this is not an easy I'm not, one. I'm not giving you a gimme this week. Yodization. Oh, I, I, I feel like I should give you a clue. Okay. Okay, give us a clue. It's to do with the formation of words and the way that you do it. You yodel them? Mo- modifying a word. This is actually super hard. I'm just going to tell you what it is. <laughs> and then we'll look at the other word I have and see if you can get that All one. Right. Um, so yodization is the insertion of a Y sound after a consonant. Hmm. Okay. Do you have yeah, an example? I mostly no, I don't actually. I was just looking it up to see if I can get an example. Um, any change resulting in a partial semi-vowel. Anyway, in okay. Well, give us a new word. Okay, so this is your new word. It is yawny. Yawny. <laughs> I'm assuming that As it's got nothing to do with yawns. Yawning. I would say it's something about being open wide. Put that down as your answer, shall I? Yes. Open that wider down or wide open. Something to do with wounds. <laughs> is that your answer? Yeah. Yawny wounds. Not sure where you're going with that, but okay. No, That's I'm obviously not sure wrong. <laughs> anyway, come on, put us out of my misery. Okay, let me get my gun. Oh, you meant um, <laughs> yawning. Praise us not to use it around Nathan. <laughs> put me out of my misery. You keep actually keeping an actual list. Because... <laughs> That's the start of the list. Because it can't be to do with yawning, because that is just too damn obvious. Too obvious. Yawny. Prone to yawning. <laughs> no! Yuck, you're, you're kidding me. Nathan. You, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Serves you guys right. You guys have been dicks to me today. And I'm going to give myself a point. No, we knew what that was. <laughs> the idea of the word of the day is that you have a word that, that is difficult that we don't, that we wouldn't know the... But you can guess. And there wasn't anything. This is why I had to uh. resort to just these two. You they're either really, really easy like that, or they were super hard like the other one. I just put the other down because it sounded a bit like Yoda. I thought you'd think that was amusing. <sighs> so no one gets any points today. Today was a buy. That's a thing, right? Okay, so the the point to take out of this is if the word seems obvious, say the obvious meaning. Sometimes. Assuming that Nathan might be scamming you. Okay, I've got one. Yap. Yap. Y-A-P-P. Oh, two Ps. Yeah. Well, it's obviously not a dog. Well Yapping. It's not a, not about talking nope. or your mouth. Is it a, a person, a, a nationality? I would have no clue. Nope. Someone who comes from Yapland or something. <laughs> it's, Yapland. That's Lapland. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
No, go on. Okay, so I get a point. Uh, no, <laughs> you're not the official moderator today. It um, doesn't count. Limp leather binding in which cover overlaps the edges of the book. Oh, well. There you go. Fantastic. I don't see that I have any reason to use that word ever again. I might. Yeah, well, you work in the library, but do you have leather-bound books? No, yes, do you have leather-bound books? No, but there is a department in the library that is restoration of old books. Oh, yeah. cool. Mm. I've never been actually been in, well, I've been in, but I haven't actually gone and had a play or a fiddle or a poke at anything. Right. You get mad when you do that. Craig, quote of the day. Ah, yes, the quote. Right. This one comes from Jules Verne in his story, Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Science, my lad, is made up of mistakes, but they are mistakes which are useful to make because they lead little by little to the truth. Very good. Who's the actual character that made that quote? Oh, come on. Now you... You guys ask me questions oh. about my words. I'm asking you questions about Now I'll have to Google it. I don't know. Cut out the game. Anyway, so somebody said that in um, A Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Which is a very good quote. Hmm. Well done. And that's it. You've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you'd like to send us a message or feedback, check out our Facebook page or the contact us form on our website, thecusp.org.nz. 